0: Hi everybody, it's Tony Richards. Welcome to Life Focus. I hope you are doing well today. I hope that everything that you're doing is turning out really well. And if it's not, don't worry about it. Keep working at it. It'll get better. It certainly will. Hey, I want to talk today about something that we all face. Now, this is something that we all share together, no matter where you are in the world. And no, I'm not talking about the pandemic. I'm talking about 168 hours. That's what I'm talking about, 168 hours. Because you see on Life Focus today, I've had so many people say, oh, I just don't have enough time. I just wish I had more time. I don't know how she does it. It just seems like he gets all this work done and I can't get anything done. Well, I want to talk about your 168 hours per week. That's how many we all have in a week. We get 168 hours to do whatever we need to do how are you spending those 168 hours you see for most people it's not that we 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 don't know what to do or how to do it's just a time management problem it really is we procrastinate our time we waste our time we set our time we set so much time setting goals that we get bogged down in it Um, we don't have proper control of our time. We don't know how to organize our time. We don't know how to plan our time. Ben Franklin said, remember that time is money. He also said, "Dost thou love life, then do not squander time, for that's the stuff life is made of. And isn't that the truth? But time management and time must be explicitly managed, just like money. So when I ask you, how are you managing your time right now? Do you manage it or does it manage you? You know, I found over the years that people who have a time management problem also have a money management problem. So I think they kind of go together at times. Those that can kind of keep their money in track and are on, on, on schedule and everything else usually do a pretty good job with time management. So think about that. You only have 168 hours each week, just like everyone else. But you see, much of this won't make sense that I'm going to say, unless you apply it. If you don't want to apply it, then you're wasting your time, no pun intended. So let's learn the techniques, the importance of time management, the importance of your 168 hours. Studies show that people waste a minimum of two to five hours per day. Now think about this. If you just wasted two hours a day times seven days a week times 52 weeks, you've wasted 728 hours. Now, if you waste three hours a day times seven times 52, you've wasted 1,092 hours per year. And if you do waste five hours a day times seven times 52, that's 1,820 hours per year you waste and you don't get them back. So that's why I say, is it a time management problem? Is it a people problem? Some signs that people waste their time, a messier cluttered desk, they can't find things. Where did I put my keys? Where did I put my wallet? Where did I put this? Where did I put that? I don't know. People who are chronically late or have problems with time management have uh, have difficulty in keeping things in order. They miss or late for appointments chronically. They're constantly rescheduling and they're constantly tired and unable to concentrate. Well, I would be too, if I was running all the time and missing everything and late for everything and losing everything, you better believe I'd be tired. You see, being successful doesn't make you manage your time well. However, managing your time well can make you successful because you know what to do. You know where you're going. You know how you're getting there. You're following a course. You're staying on track. You're not wasting those two, three, four, five hours a day, even a week. Did you know the 80-20 rule applies to time management? Good time management will allow you to get 80% more done in only 20% of the time it takes you now. That's right. If you've got solid time management principles in place, you'll be able to get 80% more done in only 20% of the time it takes you now. Wow, good judgment comes from experience and good experience comes from bad judgment. How true, how true. We learn from our experiences and if we don't learn, then we get bad experiences from that point on. So why do we plan? What's so important? Why should we stay organized and stick to a plan and why is it going to provide outstanding results? Did you know that the original Disneyland was built in just 366 days from groundbreaking to the first day it opened to the public? Because Walt Disney valued his time and everyone's time. He had a plan. He knew what he wanted. He knew when he, that he wanted to open it at a certain time and said this park will open 365 days from today. It opened 366 days later. and Maybe there was a leap year that year. But just think of that. Just think when you can make those type of massive decisions and those type of massive endeavors to come to fruition. Just think what you can do with your time and your goals. So stop blaming everyone else. Stop looking and saying, oh, my situation, you don't understand it. Oh, you don't know. I don't have this and I don't have that. I don't care. Get it. Work towards it. Plan for it. Plan the time to do what you need to do to get it. I'm not saying it's going to happen overnight, but it won't happen at all if you do nothing. Failing to plan is planning to fail. You've all heard that. And that's so true. So plan each day, plan each week, plan each meeting. Don't go into a meeting like, well, I don't know, whatever happens is going to happen. That's going to be it. It's like I've said this before, you've heard me say it. It's like two airplane pilots sitting in the airport and one pilot says to the other, hey, how are we getting to Cincinnati today? And the other pilot says, well, I don't know. I just thought we'd go up and fly around. I figured eventually we'd get there. But you see, that's how most of us live our lives. I don't know, I just figured I'd start the day and whatever happens, happens. You can always change your plan, but only after you have one. And in managing time, it's important to have a plan. I know where I need to be at this time. I know where I need to understand to be and then plan it out. How many of us don't do it? There was a, a survey that was done across the country asking people, what are the top fifteen time wasters? Now, this survey is a little bit dated. probably it would probably change a little bit more this year this time if it was if they did the survey now. This survey was about fifteen years ago. So it would probably be more technology-based today. But number 15th time waster is fatigue. And the reason I'm so tired is because I don't have time to do anything else. What else do you expect me to do? What can I do? This is exactly where I'm so tired. I don't know what or how I'm going to get through the day. Fatigue, it's 15th time waster. So I do nothing. I need to rest. I need to take a break. Well, you just took a break 20 minutes ago. Yeah, I know. but. You know what? Things are piling up, and it just gets so tired thinking about it. That sound like you. Fourteen is lack of standards and progress tracking. We have—we don't know what we're doing. We don't know where we're going. You know, a lot of people have grocery lists and say, "Okay, I'm going to follow the, the the list, and I can track it and I can get through better." Others don't have one and just kind of wander aimlessly through aisle to aisle, turn around, backpedal, and everything else. Studies have shown those that have a standard list and stick to the list get through the store a lot faster than those who don't. Because those who don't don't know where they're going and what they're doing. Well, I know the store. I've been there hundreds of times. Then why do you have to backtrack the aisle 60 times? The number 13 time waster is the inability to say no. I can't do this. No, I'm sorry. I'm booked. No, I'm sorry. I I'm overscheduled. Most people who suffer from time management issues cannot say no. Okay, I'll do it. I don't know. Just add it on. Add it on. Go ahead. Just there's a book, and I can't remember. I think it's Ken Blanchard who wrote, and the title may not be exactly right, but um, "Taking the Monkeys Off Your Back." Every morning we wake up with so many monkeys on our back, and we go to work, we go to school, we're with our spouses, our children, our, our friends. And somebody will say, hey, Tony, can you do this? And instead of saying no, I go, sure, I'll take it. Boop, a monkey jumps off their back and onto mine. And now I've got that responsibility as long as all the other ones. And then I'm going down and I get to work and somebody says, hey, Tony, I'm having trouble with this report. Can you finish it for me? Sure, give it to me. I'll take care of it. Boop! Another monkey jumps off the back. And on to mine. And now I'm weighed down even more and haven't even started my day yet. Learn when it's appropriate to say no. Number 12, lack of clear, unclear communication and instruction. So many times people when getting, giving instructions because they know it and they understand it and they say, okay, have you got it? Too many of us are too ashamed to say, no, I didn't get that. So we say, yeah, I got it. Are you clear? Yeah, I'm clear. Okay. And then we walk away and say, oh gosh, what was it again? What did she say I need to do first? What, what, what was it I was supposed to do after I turned the light switch on? I forgot. You see, your, your light switch in your brain didn't go on. And so always ask for clarity. Write things down when people are giving you instructions. I carry a notebook around with me and I always write things down. It's important because you know what? You're bombarded with so many things throughout the day. You're going to waste your time if you have to keep thinking and going back and, okay, now what was that that they said? And then you have to go back and and, and retrace steps and you have to um, take care of mistakes and everything else. It's not worth it. Number 11, indecision and procrastination. Are you a procrastinator? So many people are. You know what? I need a cup of coffee, but gosh darn it, I just don't feel like getting up and getting it right now. Maybe maybe i'll get it here after i do the show maybe uh oh no after the show then i'm gonna make a couple calls and but i really want a cup of coffee but is that you you procrastinate in everything you're doing or in most things you do stop procrastinating and just get it done make that your 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 mantra for the week get it done for the day at least just get it done number 10 inadequate, inaccurate, or delayed information from others. And half the time is because we're not good listeners. Okay, have you got it? Yeah, I got it. You sure? Yeah, I'm sure. Okay, then then you do something wrong. Well, Dan told me wrong. He didn't give me all the information. It was inaccurate. When maybe it's me. Maybe it's really you that is the problem. Alex Carroll said the most efficient way to live reasonably is every morning to make a plan of one's day and every night to examine the results obtained it's so important i live off to-do lists and i constantly check those and it feels good when you check things off especially at the end of the day when you collect when you've checked them all off and it's only 4:30 and you go wow now i've got the rest of the day to really open up what 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 plans can i make for the rest of the day and then go do it Time wasters nine through five. Number nine, lack of clear lines of responsibility or authority. Who's really in charge here? Who's doing what? What's what's happening? Who's saying what? I don't understand this. Make sure, especially if you're in charge, you're very clear on the lines of authority and responsibility. Number eight, doing too much and underestimating time to complete. I'm that way when I have a project to do, like put a. Um, a table together or a a set of drawers. Oh, this only take me 30 minutes. And then four hours later, I'm still trying to figure out the instructions. So be careful. Be careful so you're not doing too much or you're underestimating the time it's needed to complete. Number seven, not delegating to others. It's kind of like saying no. You see, when you delegate, you teach others. That's how they learn. So don't look at delegating like a a lot of people look, especially leaders, they look at delegation as, oh, I'm giving something away. They're going to know more than I do. They're going to show me up. No, you're teaching them. You're helping them. I look at, I think a great leader is one who delegates as much as they can, because not only is that freeing your time for more visioning and moving, moving the organization, moving yourself, moving the family, moving the community, whatever it might be forward, but it's helping others to learn how to do things. Number six, a cluttered desk, personal disorganization. Do people look at you and just see clutter? Who is that, Pen and Charlie Brown? Do they see you coming down the hall and whoa, they see all that clutter and dust and everything just flying all around you? A lot of people, are. I'm thinking of a couple of people that I know that that's who they are to me. <laughs> yeah. Number five, lack of objectives, priorities, and deadlines. What's your objective in life? What's your objective for the day? If I were to meet you right now and I said to you, what, Cindy, is your objective for today? What would you tell me? Paul, what's the priority that you have for today? Venice, what deadlines do you have to meet today? What would you tell me? You know, you have them. You're listening to Life Focus with Tony Richards on Anchor We're talking about time wasters today. We're talking about time management is what we're talking about. And we're down to the final four time wasters. A survey that was done years ago. Number four: crisis situations and no pre-planning. I've done no pre-planning today, and everything's a crisis in my life. That's how I live. I've had people tell me that. Oh, I just live from from crisis to crisis, moment to moment. I don't even know what's going to happen next. I don't. I don't. I don't even think about it. Really, how do you get ahead? How do you want to get ahead? What's your plan for moving to the next level, whatever that may be? Everything's a crisis. It shouldn't be. Crisis should only be for certain things that happen, not an everyday common occurrence of your life. It's not fair to you or anyone else. Number three meetings, both scheduled and unscheduled, General Motors years ago took the chairs out of the boardroom and they had meetings standing up and they found that the meeting times were cut in half. Remember that what I said earlier, 80 percent, you get 80 percent more done in 20 percent of the time. That's what they found happened. I know organizations. I've done it myself. We've had stand up meetings. It's amazing what gets done after about 10 or 15 minutes. People start getting restless and tired and they get focused. Try staying at your desk or your wherever you are today, working, standing up see what happens. Number two, visitors, employees dropping in. Hey, Tony, how are you? Boom. And they come in and we're going to, I'm a nut for sports. And so all somebody has to say to me is, did you see the game last night? And I'm gone. I'm gone. I know it. And I've lost so much time. And the number one time waster is telephone, iPhone, iPad interruptions, email interruptions. Oh my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Huh? Texting interruptions. You become really the interruption because, see, you can you can control it. You can say, no, stop. Not going to do it. Take time for everything. Take time to work. It is the price of success. Take time to think. It is the source of power. Take time to play. It is the source of youth. Take time to read. It is the source of wisdom. Take time to love, it is the privilege of the gods. Take time to serve, it is the purpose of life. Take time to laugh, it is the music of the soul. Often the worst performers are those who seem to be working the hardest and the longest. Let me say that again. For you who come in first thing in the morning and leave last at night and you're just so bogged down in everything, often the worst performers are those who seem to be working the hardest and longest. They are very busy, but not necessarily effective. How effective are are you at what you're doing? Let me give you some shortcuts, some tips, some lifesavers in time management. First of all, have a to-do list. I think it is a must. As I mentioned earlier, I work off a to-do list and I'll tell you what, the weekends I may not, but during the week when I'm working, it is a to-do list. And if I'm working on the weekend, I've got that to-do list with me. Can't go without it. Break it down into small, manageable bites. Don't think you have to do everything all at once. Do the hardest first. You're the freshest. You're the most aggressive. You're, that's, that's when you're the, the liveliest, if you would, because as you go through the day, you're going to get tired and you're going to slow down a little bit. Mary Kay, had a, Mary Kay Ash had a list for success in life her company was failing and she went to a seminar and heard a gentleman say that write down everything you do, have a to-do list and stick to it. And she did brought her company out from bankruptcy. She had three to five things she wrote down every night before she went to bed and went through the next day, did not finish the day until she finished those three to five things. Other things came up throughout the day but she made darn sure she got to those items. And what she found out, this is the Mary Kay Ash time management breakdown. Hours per week, 168. Hours sleeping, 56. On the job, 40. Mary Kay hours, 15. Hours for self, family, if delegated tasks. gave her 57 hours. Take out a piece of paper and a pen or a pencil and Every time you touch one thing or do one thing over and over, put a dot on it, put a dot on it. And I did that one time after going to one of these time management seminars, and I thought, that's crazy. But one day I took out a sheet of paper and a pen, and I thought, okay, I have this paper here that I got to take care of today. And I put a dot every time I touched the paper, not did anything with it, just touched it. Even if I just picked it up to move it across over the, in the course of about four hours, I had 57 dots. Focus on the important. Develop and maintain a good system. Your inbox is not your filing system. Remember, clutter is death. Clutter is death. Corey Willis said, management cares only about one thing, paperwork. They will forgive almost everything else, cost overruns, gross incompetence, criminal indictments, as long as the paperwork is filled out and properly submitted and in on time. (laughs) Isn't that so true? Isn't that really amazing? It really is. So let's talk a little bit more. I wanna talk for a moment about something that you don't think about a lot in time management. I wanna give you some reading tips. Only read critical items. Most of us don't take the time to read anymore and that's a shame. That exercises the mind, the brain, the soul, it fuels you with learning and understanding. Every morning I look at two to three headlines of newspapers online. I look at the Boston Globe, I look at the LA Times, I look at the Chicago paper, and I look at my local paper. And I may only scan, but I'll tell you what, it's amazing what happens during the day when you talk with people or how you can. Apply that. A story that happened, a situation that happened. You could, I brought into a meeting one time and it helped stimulate conversation and move through to a to a suggestion, to, to an answer, a solution. When I taught at the university, I used to tell students the first and last sentence of a paragraph and an article are the most important. That's the bulk of the work. The rest of it is filler. Office logistics. Office should be comfortable. Now, for those of you who have an office at, and, and most of us are working from home now. Everything has an opportunity cost, even working from home. Stop listening to the gossip. And when you're at home, that's including yourself. And stop checking ESPN every 20 minutes. Let's look at interruptions. What what does an interruption cost us? The average interruption is six to nine minutes when you think about it. Somebody comes in, somebody calls you, somebody emails you, you're going to respond back, blah, 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 blah. Six to nine minutes on average. The average recovery time is four to five minutes because I'm still thinking about it. I'm thinking, okay, do I want to get back to them? How do I want to get back to them? When do I want to get back to them? So five interruptions can shoot an hour a day. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? Turn your email message tone off, even though most of us don't have that. It is off for most of us, but not all of us because the average email tone when you hear it, it distracts you an average of two minutes per notification. Say you get 30 notifications a day, that's 60 minutes or five hours per week, it's wasted. What's the cost of that interruption? Well, if we're interrupted two to three hours per day, we have one hour for lunch, we have an hour and a half for meetings per day, we have a half hour for phone calls or text returns or email returns, you have a half hour for downtime, that's six and a half hours per day we've lost. When do we work? When do we work? How do we work? What happens? It's amazing. It is amazing. When I was in the office, I used to have a do not disturb sign and hung it on my door when I didn't wanna be disturbed and I held to it, lest it was a dire emergency. Find your creative time and guard it. When are you most creative? I know for me, it's first thing in the morning, and later in the evening, I could live in one of those countries where you take a siesta in the afternoon. During that time is when I answer my emails and do paperwork and things like that. That's my dead time. Find your dead time and use it to to, to, to the maximum that you can that's going to help you through it. Start conversations with, I only have seven minutes. It's all I can give you. Don't tell them five or ten. Give them an odd number. Start meetings off that way too. Okay, the meeting is going to start at 10.03. People, studies have shown that people will get there on time rather than 10 o'clock. So people know, okay, it's going to be 10.03, 10.05 anyway. And I mentioned before, have stand-up meetings. Remember, over 80% of interruptions at work are considered trivial. Keep a journal, a time journal. Learn to delegate. Use technology to its most effective use and not because of games and take vacations and time off. Take them. It's time, really money? Well, you can make money, but you can't make more time. An inch of gold cannot buy one inch of more time. So you tell me, you tell me, isn't that amazing? What, how we are wasting ourselves. We call it time. How we are wasting our time. Wow. All right. Remember, yesterday is a canceled check. Tomorrow is a promissory note. Today is ready cash. Use it. Use it. I want you to come up and think about your time management issues that you have in your life. We all have them. We all have them. And I want you to start working on them because it's critical that we understand that regardless of what is going on, we have to take control of our time. And only you can do that. You can go to all the seminars you want. You can listen to all the podcasts you want. You can you can do whatever you want. But until you say, okay, I'm taking control of my time, it's not going to happen. If you need some help, write me, ARRichards99 at gmail.com. ARRichards, it's A-R-R-I-C-H-A-R-D-S 99 at gmail.com. Put in the subject line, time management. And I'll be glad to help you. I'll be glad to send you information I have with tips on time management. Come on. Take control. Don't just sit there. Do something. Move. Go forward, as I like to say, because it's your time. It's your life. How are you making it? Make the most of it. Don't squander it. Don't blame others for it. Take responsibility for it. And start today. Start right now. And when you do, you will go forward. Hey, thanks for listening, everyone. I hope today's program was helpful to you. Write me, ARRichards99 at gmail.com. I want to hear from you. I want to know what you're thinking. I want to know what your thoughts are. Maybe you have some time management tips as well. Hey, maybe you'd like to be on the show and talk about what you've done with time management. Let me know. be glad to hear from you. All right. You have yourself a great day. Be safe wherever you are. Wear your mask. We'll see you next time. We're on every Tuesday and Friday, right here on anchor.fm slash Tony-Richards. We're on Spotify also, and we're on other channels as well. Please check us out. Because we hope to be coming to you to help you maybe pinpoint and refocus your life focus and to help you to go forward. We'll see you next time. God bless.